This is episode 20 of Essential Oils by Design. listening to Essential Oils by Design, the podcast about essential oils and human design and how they work so beautifully together. We're your hosts, Nani Chisiri and Roz Isbell, and there's three things we're both passionate about, essential oils, human design, and making the world a better place by helping people get both in their lives. Today, we're going to do something special. It's a new tradition for every 10 episodes. We're going to do a celebrity chart, and this is episode 20. Today, we're going to talk about someone who might be on your mind. She's kind of on everyone's mind right now because she has got a new series on Netflix, and that's Marie Kondo. So her book is called The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up, and the Netflix series is called Tidying Up with Marie Kondo. And I have used her method, and it's amazing. So I'm super excited to talk about her today. And so I guess we're just going to dig in. We will post the chart for her on our website so that you can see it visually while we talk about it. Yeah. So Marie is, surprise, surprise, a projector here to guide, manage, and direct the rest of us. Who would have thought that somebody with her really gentle energy and her ability to create change for so many people would be a projector? It really is quite perfect, isn't it, Nani? It is. And I didn't realize it until I had read her book. Actually, I listened to it on audio, but then I watched the series and I watched her interact with with the people tidying their houses up. And I'm like, I bet you she's a projector because she has like the perfect way of guiding people without doing the work for them. And obviously she knows what she needs to know to make this work for, I mean, anyone in the world can use her process. So yeah. And, and haven't so many of us made changes in our lives and don't the charity shops wish that we would stop it? <laughs> I, believe, I believe the charity shops are just overrun at the moment with, with goods from people who have been Marie Kondoing their lives. So Nani, should we start off by talking about Marie's chart and what centres she has defined as a starting point? Sure. So the first center that I see defined is her Ajna. And so that makes total sense. The Ajna is for data processing and storage and kind of just organizing things. It's like a filing system. So that's perfect for the process of helping people organizing their homes. And it's actually connected to her throat, which is also defined through a channel where she talks about her opinions. It's the gate 17 to the 62, and she can talk about her opinions in a practical way. And this is like, I couldn't imagine more a more perfect energy for what she does. And of course, she probably struggled before she was recognized. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, for sure. If she, if she told people what to do without being asked. <laughs> Yes, but once people saw what she was capable of achieving, then they did ask. And you know, Nani, just on that channel 1762, the 62 is, it's the gate of small details and it's also the gate of organising. And I just think that's classic because 
I don't know, for those of you who are familiar with human design and what a body graph looks like, you would know that there are a lot of planets and objects represented by those little glyphs in the numbers that go up and down the sides of the charts. And Marie has the gate 62, which is practicality, small details and organizing in her Venus. It's unconscious Venus. And whatever shows up in Venus is where you find beauty in things. And, you know, Marie finds beauty in organizing. I just love it. People who have the 62, if you have the 62 in your chart, you're normally a very organized person. You can normally find things easily. Even if you don't look like you're organized, somebody can ask you where something is and you can put your hand on it straight away. That's how the 62 operate. I actually have this same channel defined. So maybe that's also why I totally relate to all of her wisdom that she shares with us. And I've totally used the entire program throughout my house and it's it makes me feel really grounded and light and yeah it's really I'm glad she's sharing her opinions with us yeah. in a practical way yeah and if I may say as a manifesting generator I have totally done about half of what she's told us to do <laughs> because I haven't got around to finishing it yet but I will yeah. I've done bits and pieces all over the house I'm also noticing off of her throat, right next to her gate 62, she has the gate 16, which is the enthusiastic voice. And I don't think this comes through quite as much in the book format, but on the show, it almost seems like she even finds joy and mess and asking people questions about their lives so that they can help sort through that mess and find the clarity and clearing yeah, usually when you hear somebody with this particular gate defined speak, they speak with enthusiasm. You know, you can hear it in their voices and you can definitely hear it in Marie's voice and, and in her writing as well. Her books are beautifully written and they're written in a more in a lighthearted way, not necessarily a funny way, but in a light, enthusiastic way. Mm-hmm. So she's a perfect demonstration of that energy at work. So the next defined center that she has is the G center. As I'm looking at this chart, I see they're all like, so her Ajna goes to her throat and her throat connects to her G center. And these are all connected to each other. So she has the one, the channel one eight, which connects the G center to her throat. So she speaks from her soul or speaks from her heart. And she wants to express herself and contribute to the world. And so there again, I see she's doing this quite beautifully. Absolutely. Whenever we see this channel in a chart, we know that this person is not here to sit around on their hands doing nothing much. They are here to make a contribution and change the world. Now, it can be in a small way, in a local way, and by changing things on a small scale, you often do change things on a big scale anyway. But Marie is definitely living out this particular energy, the channel 1-8, beautifully by making her contribution to the world. And it's particularly a big one right now. So the last center that she has defined is the spleen center and it's connected to her G or self center. She has the channel 1057 defined and that goes from you know self-love and empowerment in the G-Center to intuition in her spleen. And this one's interesting because she has intuition a couple times in her chart. It's actually her conscious son. So she's very, very intuitive. And it even 
makes it up to her throat so that she can talk about it. Yeah, it's really just a beautiful design. And I didn't realize until I watched her on the show just how she uses her intuition to get work done. You can see, you know, the way that she connects with the house and she talks to the house when she's doing that beautiful little ceremony at the start of the show, when she gets down on her hands and knees and praise almost and that's just such typical thing for this particular energy and we see as you say nani that she's got the gate 57 way up there at the top of her chart so she's highly intuitive and this particular channel is all about having an intuitive sense of self but it's also about having a great sense of direction when you see this in a chart you know that you can put that person drop that person out of a helicopter into a strange town and they will be able to find their way out they can find their way out of a maze they have this amazing intuitive sense of direction so if you're ever lost but you're with someone with the 5710 just follow them because they'll be able to get you out of out of the tangle you're in and this is something that Marie has she's able to find her way through the maze of whatever it whatever it is she finds herself in yes she has two other gates in her spleen that are defined the gate 44 and gate 50 and I also see these playing out because the gate 44 is about like correcting patterns and making things better which all the the different methods she has for clearing out your house and clearing it in a certain way. I guess so you're keeping what sparks joy. I think it does. I mean, it tells you that she's looked at the past and then she's figured out the system that best helps you clear so that your your whole home is filled with things that spark joy. And I think that comes from the gate 44 and correcting patterns from the past that she's noticed and then using them to make things better for people in the future. And then gate 50 is about responsibility and has to do with nurturing and taking care of people. And and I think what she is bringing also is about that. It's not just about organizing your home, but it's like making things easier for your family, making your home a place that you love. And I don't know, it's just, it was just interesting for me to see those. Yeah, yeah. And see them play out, kind of cool. It's really cool. I think there's a couple of really interesting gates, a few really interesting gates that she has defined. They're not necessarily parts of channels, but they're hanging gates. She has the gate of shock way up high in her conscious earth. So the gate 51, which comes off the will center. And I, I believe how this shows up for Marie, and you know, I'm certainly not aware of her personal life. You know, quite often people have shocks that have been part of their upbringing or part of their life. But I think one of the things Marie does is she shocks us into understanding that we need to make big changes in our lives. I mean, there's nothing particularly subtle about the work that she does. She says you need to you know, clear things out. She's not telling you you have to throw the baby out with the bathwater, but she's asking you to look at things in your life that perhaps you haven't looked at for many, many years. And the 51 is about shock, but it's also about transformation. So what happens when you do these things that she's asking you to do when you make these changes in your life, which can feel shocking. I mean, if you watch the show, you'll see that some people are definitely experiencing shock as they go through the process. And that's because Marie is is making them feel this way, what she's asking them to do. But they go through this transformation 
And that's the hallmark of this particular energy is bringing about transformation. So I, I totally agree with shock. And that one stood out to me because it's in her earth. It means it grounds her. It grounds her to be shocking or have mm. shocking things happen to her. But her process starts out with something very shocking and it's taking out all of the clothes from every single place in your house and putting it in one pile. And every single episode of that shows this and it, it has happened for myself and the people that I've done, like I've helped some people do her method because I, I have actually a lot of, I have some similar channels to her. So I, I must just like the way that she does things, but taking all your clothes out and putting them in a pile and seeing how much you have is shocking. And she does that right away, first thing, so that you, I don't know, I mean, it's part of her process and it's, it's very interesting but we all get through it. And like Roz said, you get to love of spirit because you're keeping what you love or you're keeping what sparks joy and what you love. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it is. It's so cool. Another thing that stands out for me is in her unconscious sun. So this is a really big energy, not necessarily one that she's particularly conscious of because she's not yet 40, according to the great Wikipedia. And I should actually say, and we didn't say this at the start, that this particular chart is based on the information that we were able to get from the uh, ever-reliable internet. So, So hopefully it's correct, but it really feels correct. So she's not yet 40. She was born in October 1984. So she might not be conscious of this energy yet, but she has the energy of starting things in her unconscious son. And when you have the energy of starting things, you can get things started really easily. And I I just think she exemplifies this so beautifully in the show. She starts people off. She gets invited into their, their house. They've invited her by, you know, submitting a submitting an application online to say that they want to be a part of the show. She goes there, she gets them started, but she doesn't necessarily need to finish it for them. She comes back at the end, but you don't see her getting involved after she's got them started. She mm-hmm. sees her at the very end coming in and saying what a wonderful job they've done. So I think that's brilliant that she's got this beautiful energy for starting. And another couple that really show up for me strongly and I hope I'm not stealing your thunder here Nani is that she I'll save the best for they'll save the best for last but or for second last but she's got in her Neptune if you look at your human design chart Neptune's always the second from the bottom and it looks like a Neptune's trident so it's got the three spikes on the on the stand she's got the gate 10 and the gate 10 is all about love and self-love and when you think about it, the work that you're doing when you're Marie Kondoing your house is all about increasing your love, your love of yourself, your love of where you are. It's so beautiful that this is what Marie makes her work out of because often we like to say that what shows up in Neptune has a lot to do with where your career should be going. And I think Marie's all about self-love, all about empowerment. Empowerment shows up in the gate 10 as well. So empowerment of other people. And I just love the fact that that shows up there for her. And the last one that I want to talk about at, at the moment, at least is, and I just think this is, <laughs> it kind of makes me laugh a little bit, but it's so perfect. So Jupiter, what shows up in the planet Jupiter and it look, almost looks like a number four and it's um, one, two, three, four, five from the bottom. So what shows up in the planet Jupiter is what brings you 
joy. You know, what is it's an expansive energy, it's a beautiful energy, it's it's kind of like where you get your blessings. And she has the gate 58 in Jupiter, both consciously and unconsciously. And we all know what Marie's calling card is and what we've heard most about with her show is keeping what sparks joy. And the gate 58 is the gate of joy. And she's got it in Jupiter, which is kind of like the planet that brings you joy. So it's all so perfect. Everything is perfect. She's absolutely living in alignment, at least what we see of Marie. And there's we all have our own behind closed door stories, but what we see of Marie demonstrates just perfection of living her design. Yeah, I've even heard the 58 called Joyful Spark, which is even... Yeah. Or, yeah. Maybe she knows about human design. Yeah. <laughs> the last thing I wanted to say, it doesn't have to do with the details in her chart, but I think that her whole process, like she's been a beautiful projector as well, because her whole process about, you know, asking if it sparks joy, but when you say for the, I guess it's for anything that you hold in the house that you're trying to decide if you want to keep or get rid of, she asks yes or no questions. And I know this doesn't work for every single person, but it works for 70% of the population who are generators and manifesting generators. So if you say, does this spark joy? You can answer uh-huh or uh-uh or yes or no. And so she's using the process of talking to people's sacrals and asking them, do you love this? And kind of tuning in with what their body has to say about it. So it's really cool. Yeah, it is really cool. It is really cool. This is just a beautiful chart and a beautiful example of a projector doing what they are here to do, to guide, manage and direct everyone else. It's probably also worth mentioning, um, we've gone through most of the gates, but there's a couple that we haven't talked about. One is the gate five, which is in Marie's unconscious moon. And the gate five is all about routine, all about regimen all about rhythm and i'm i really feel that shows up for marie perhaps we don't see a lot of it in the show but that kind of sits really well with me knowing what i know about her what do you think nani yeah i agree i think i mean i think the way you set up your house once you do organize sets you up for rhythm i feel like people move it around to make the rhythm of their day flow the easiest way possible. So I, yeah. I see it in her work, but yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And the other one is the gate 31, which comes off the throat. It's down the bottom left-hand side of the throat. And the gate 31 is the gate of leadership. This is leadership that needs to be recognized. So when you have this energy, you will be recognized for your leadership skills and abilities, and you'll be asked to take leadership roles. And the classic example of that for Marie is her obviously having written the book, and there would have been some element of the 31 in the fact that she was asked to write the book or get the book published in the first place. But the fact that Netflix have come to her and said, we want you to do a show and we want you to run the show and we want it to be called Marie Kondo. It's a demonstration of that energy at work. She's just really beautifully designed to do what she does. The last gate I just want to quickly touch on is the 14. It's about prosperity and abundance. And she has it in her South node and she's which is before you're 40. And she's still younger than 40. So 
all of the things that she's doing right now are bringing her this prosperity. And it's through partnerships with other people, which like this Netflix show. And that's also a really good indicator that she's on her path because it's bringing this to light. Yeah, absolutely. And it's not like because it shows up in her South Node that that she won't be prosperous and abundant once she gets past the age of 40. Not at all. It will always be a theme for her. It's just that it's a very strong theme for her in the first 40 years of her life or roughly 40 years of her life where she's setting herself up. So do I have chart envy here? Mm, I'm not sure. It's a pretty good chart. But, But having said that, she is doing a brilliant job at living the highest expression of the energies that are in her chart. Yes, I'm glad that she has shared her gift with the world. Yeah, me too. So we didn't talk about oils necessarily throughout this, essential oils, but we want to give, we want to create a little blend for Marie. And if she's ever listening to this, she'll have an essential oil blend that will will help or support her. The first oil that I would suggest is lemongrass. And maybe that's not for herself because she knows how to clean or sorry, (laughs) she knows how to to clear things, but maybe sometimes she gets stuck herself because, you know, sometimes things we can tell, help others do, we can't do as easily for ourselves. But lemongrass is the oil of cleansing and clearing. And I have actually diffused this oil for one reason. And it just like really made me want to purge things in my house that I didn't need. Like, and I didn't even realize what was happening until after the fact. Roz, what else would you add to the blend? What about, Nani, adding to the lemongrass some tangerine? Because tangerine is the oil of cheer and creativity. And I don't know if she needs more joy in her life, but surely you know there must be times when other people's emotions are getting into her solar plexus and she kind of needs a little bit of boying a little bit of uplift so i think let's pop some tangerine in there for her so the last oil that i would recommend to put in that blend because we usually put three oils in a blend would be frankincense and i say this because when you look at her chart she has a white or open head and an open root and those are both pressure centers so she can feel pressure maybe from clients or it could be anyone in her life, but the frankincense can help her feel more grounded and maybe even connected to source to help her intuition. And it could also maybe um, help to soften the impact of some of those shocks that might be having an effect on her. So if you wanted to put this together in a rollerball, if we were talking to Marie right now, or if you have some of this energy that's in her chart, it would be four drops of frankincense, four drops of tangerine and two drops of lemongrass and then put it in a or fill the rest of the 10 mil roller bottle with fractionated coconut oil and roll it on. So Nani, we had a question, didn't we, about authority for projectors? We did from Emily. So we got a question from Emily. She had a question about what it means to have mental projected authority because there's not a lot of information out there about that. So Roz and I are going to try to share with you what we know and see if if you can come to a better understanding from it. So I'm going to let Roz take this away. Okay. If you, as a mental projector, Emily, you are here to discuss things that you need to make decisions on with other people. What happens is you find people that you trust 
a group of people, it might be three or five people, and you discuss with them individually. You, know, you get with each of them and you say, look, I just need to run some things past you. And you talk to them about what it is that you need to find clarity on. And they will give you their answers. They will give you their guidance. Some of them will be very prescriptive and some of them will be very airy-fairy perhaps and, and not really have an answer for you. But what you will find when you are listening to them talk to you about what it is you're, you need clarity on is the answers. You will see the answers coming back at you. So this is, the, this is how you get to make decisions. You have the question in your mind, you go and talk to your trusted people and they tell you what they think. Now, you don't have to agree with what they say. You don't have to do what they say. This is not the object of the exercise. The object of the exercise is for you to have the opportunity to see the answer reflected back at you through their answers. So I hope that makes sense. So Emily, I hope that's answered your question. If any of you have any questions about human design or about essential oils, send us a note. You can jump on our websites and contact us there, or you can send us an email at oils by design podcast and um, we will answer your question and we'll answer it here. So thank you very much for asking that question. So that brings us to the end of today's show. We hope you enjoyed learning a little bit about Marie Kondo and her human design. Thanks so much for listening. If you have any questions for us, as I've already said, please send us a note. We would love to answer your questions. If you have the time and the inclination, we would so appreciate it if you would go to iTunes and give us a five-star rating and write us a review would be amazing. We are so appreciative of those people who've already done that for us. Thank you so much to all of you wonderful listeners. If you would like to find out more about the work that we do, we both have human design businesses and we both have essential oils businesses and we would love to help you, either of us. You can find details about the work that we do on our websites, beyouwithnani.com or findyournaturalgroove.com. See you, Nani. Bye, Roz. Bye, everyone. Bye, everyone.